0: hey 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 it's amy j and i'm back in the a <laughs> with another new episode of brain meets mind today we are talking all about emotional regulation including everything from emotional development to broken heart syndrome and a concept known as reappraisal this one is content heavy so let's dive right in from previous episodes, while certain areas of the brain are specialized, nearly every neurological process requires communication between two or more systems in order to execute a task. And such is the case with emotional regulation as well. The main area of focus here is the prefrontal cortex, which interacts with components of the limbic system, including the amygdala. The prefrontal cortex is where emotional development first starts at a young age. We've all heard of the terrible twos characterized by temper tantrums, especially in toddlers, but when you compare two-year-olds to five-year-old kindergarten students, there's an observable difference in temperament. Studies have also shown that as children grow through interactions in Montessori or preschool, Emotional regulation improves by practicing cognitive control and executive function. When it comes to the effect of emotional control on the body, there are a few different hypotheses for the mind-body connection, three of which I'll focus on for the purpose of this episode. The first is known as the James Lang theory of emotion, which states that physiological arousal happens first and then yields an emotional response. Let's pretend that you're afraid of heights. If you're on a tall drawbridge running over a raging river, your heartbeat will likely speed up and you might start sweating before you emotionally process that you're afraid. According to the Cannon-Bard theory, physiological and emotional responses occur simultaneously. That is, you start sweating and you feel your fear of the stimulus come to life both at the same time. Lastly, the Schachter-Singer model is also called the two-factor theory as there's a new component that's being introduced. As we experience a physiological reaction, we also recognize a cognitive element. This is like observing the sweat and pounding heart and also thinking to yourself, wow, I'm really scared, someone please get me out of here. After this simultaneous reaction, the fear is later noted by your mind. While these are proposed theories of emotion, the mind-body connection that I first introduced in episode 1 also plays a role in emotional regulation. Stress-induced cardiomyopathy, which is better known as broken heart syndrome, is a prime example. The condition is characterized by symptoms similar to those of a heart attack, including shortness of breath and even chest pain. As symptoms worsen, fainting and low blood pressure can also become prevalent, and at its extreme, stress-induced cardiomyopathy may lead to the heart's inability to pump enough blood to meet the body's demands. This is a phenomenon known as cardiogenic shock. Although the causes are poorly understood, scientists and physicians alike do believe that broken heart syndrome may be triggered by emotional or physical stress, such as the death of a loved one, a divorce, a breakup, an asthma attack, or even a happy surprise, like winning the lottery. Luckily, the symptoms are temporary, and there's no permanent damage in most cases. Think of it as a single mild concussion when compared to traumatic brain injury of a greater magnitude. The reason why long-term effects are limited is because when broken heart episodes occur, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is known to rest and digest, works to quickly and effectively combat the stress response to return the body to homeostasis. When it comes to detecting long-term effects, cardiologists have actually used EKGs, blood tests, and even cardiac biomarkers to identify characteristics of this syndrome. In case you're interested in learning more, I'm linking a Cleveland Clinic article for you to read in today's show notes. The last example of emotional regulation that I want to discuss is through a concept called cognitive reappraisal. If you've ever let an emotional response to a situation override your practical thinking, reappraisal may be a practice worth incorporating into your self-reflection. It's a process that's modulated by the amygdala, the ventral striatum, which helps manage reward, and the insula, which directs effective responses. As I discussed earlier, most neural responses require interaction between numerous networks. And so is the case with the recruitment of the medial prefrontal cortex and the anterior cingulate cortex, which I first introduced in episode 12. Reappraisal involves minimizing the emotional response to stress by rearranging a semantic representation of it in your mind. In episode 2, I had shared that whenever a stressful situation presented itself, I was able to flip the switch and think practically rather than letting a roller coaster of emotions flood my mind. Remember that week's challenge where we talked about building a membrane to filter out negative emotions? Well, that was a start to reappraisal. After reassessing the effect of a negative stimulus and the way that it makes you feel, you can further train yourself to become less affected by the emotion associated with a person or an event in the first place. And just like that, you'll be flipping the switch before you know it. This week's challenge is to actively practice reappraisal. Train yourself to react less impulsively and emotionally to stress. Recognize factors that may be making you feel overwhelmed and do what you can to think through them practically. By creating new representations of these stressors in your mind, you'll be rewiring your brain in no time and speaking of rewiring you know that I'm always looking to learn about new concepts and would absolutely love to hear what topics you might be interested in for future episodes feel free to comment on today's post on instagram or dm me or send me an email whatever works for you all the links are in the show notes today I'll see you next Monday with a special guest until then keep rocking it